can I find a cherry for my banana spleen? The hell kind of stuff. We're live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We truly are. We are live on... Um, uh, we are live, almost live on Facebook. We're live on Facebook Live. We're going live on YouTube. We're just, we're, we're just busting out all over. We're busting out of this joint. We're busting out of this room and going across the social media universe. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you six days a week, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I don't know what time it is where you are. Do the math. Get out a calculator. Get an abacus. Take off your shoe and use your counting foot and figure it all out. Uh, we are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We come to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, which I urge you to go to and listen. Uh, we've got great interviews there, and uh, sometimes it's fun just to listen. Um, sometimes it's fun to watch. Sometimes it's fun to listen. Um, we're also live right now on YouTube and comedy schools where no one watches us, but we don't care because we've got friends and we got family and we've got the entire comedy schools.com living on a thin line nation popping up on Facebook every day. Uh, the show is built around three things. Three things are your questions and comments on social media where we question and comment back. So please question, please comment. Um, also, sometimes we have a knickknack or doodad or curiosity, memento, which we uh, show you and share with you and then try to weave a personal story around. And we recommend at least one artist or piece of music based off our vast vinyl album and CD collection. And I've got a weird one for you today in the second half of our 30-minute uh, journey together. I've got a weird one for you today that uh, you might get a kick out of. I don't know if you'll add it to your playlist. But uh, we're, I'm going to share it with you, and we'll share a little bit about this type of record and this type of artist, because uh, it's uh, there's some interesting, uh, some interesting thoughts behind it. Uh, it is um, what day is it? Thursday. It's Thursday, okay? Which means uh, I get to really show what a man I am tonight. That's right. Every Thursday night, you guessed it. That's right. I take out the trash. So um, our trash day. It's Friday morning, which we don't like. We don't like that our trash day is Friday morning. Why don't we like it? Because that means a lot of people in the neighborhood leave their trash cans out all weekend because they uh, go away on the weekend. They put their trash out Friday morning, and then we got people's trash cans laying around. We also have right now um, some trash bum rushers in our neighborhood. And I don't know if you have this in your neighborhood. Have you ever taken your trash out at night? And then in the morning, you go out in your front lawn, you know, how you're maybe standing in your house coat, and your slippers, you know, smoking a cigarette, scratching your bald spot, you know, staring off into the universe going, what the hell? I was 15 just yesterday. And then you notice that your trash can that wasn't full is full. That some trash bum rusher in the middle of the night who had too much trash because they're trashy decided to use your trash can. And dump their trash in it? And if you have, does it piss you off? Do you feel violated? Do you feel like someone is coming to your personal space? Someone, you know, didn't ask for consent? No consent was, was asked? Did someone open your receptacle 
and stuck their stuff in it? Do you feel dirty? Do you feel wronged? Because we got some people in this neighborhood doing that. I wonder, you know, I wonder if over and above and beyond that, someone who's a trash bum rusher, if they're, you know, actually a good person, you know, don't beat their kids, nice to their wife, take everybody to Disneyland once a year. You know what I mean? Don't sm- they don't smoke, you know, they recycle. <laughs> but they just got this one thing. Just one thing. They trash bum rush. Jerry says it's a neighborly understanding, my brother Jerry. Uh, Abhinav Goyle asks, do you put your trash bins on the sidewalk or on the road? We are requested by our um, waste disposal hauling company to put them in the road. So we set them right out on the road, right in front of our house. Now, sometimes uh, my neighbor across the street, Alfonso, who's a great guy, um, they have people over or they got friends or the kids have friends and they're parked in front of our house. So I can't put them where I normally put them. And I'll just put them right out in front of where my car is because usually the trash man has came and went before I have to drive away. So it's not a big deal to me with that. I'd rather see them out on the curb than on the sidewalk. People walk on the sidewalk. That's another thing, don't you think? You know, you ever walking down your sidewalk, you know, you're walking along, your hands in your pockets, you're kicking rocks, going zippity-doo-da, zip, whatever. You're singing a song, you know, back off and boogaloo. The songs people sing when they're walking along, kicking rocks with their hands. Maybe you're whistling. You're doing that. And then someone comes along and goes, uh, on your left. And you look at them and go, what? And there's like a guy on a bicycle behind you. or some kids on roller skates. And clearly right next to you on the road is a marked area. For those types of vehicles. There's a bike lane. A little bike lane. Like where I live, there's a little bike lane. It's not an entire lane. It's about, you know, a fifth of a lane. But that's where bikes are supposed to go. The sidewalk is not called a side bicycle driving place spot. It's not called that. It's called the sidewalk. That's because it's on the side of the road, hence side. And you're supposed to walk on it, hence walk. The word driving, biking, skating, boarding is not involved in the name of those particular strips of concrete. Yet, they'll do it. I had somebody one time go, I don't feel safe being out, you know, on the road. Yeah, you know, look, my daughter was just in an accident. You know, as a bicyclist, I don't know if you know this, but as a bicyclist, as a horse rider, if you've got like a horse, you have as much a right to the road as a vehicle. Did you know that? It's true. You have as much a right to the road as a vehicle if you're on a horse, a bicycle, any of those types of things. You know, I think even in a golf cart, they just have to be street legal. You could do that. Okay. Now, my daughter recently was coming around a curve. She was on the right side of the street, coming around a blind curve. Some guy was coming up the wrong side of the street. She had to lock him up head over heels, and that's why you should always wear a helmet. Because if you don't wear a helmet, you'll end up like me, and nobody wants that. She was wearing a helmet, and uh, she walked away with a uh, broken wrist, pretty banged up pretty bad. She's recovering nicely. But there was someone using the road properly. So I understand it when the bicyclist says, I don't feel safe on the road. I don't blame you. I'm a lot more careful. I'm not mean to bicycle people. Uh, even if they're wearing like those shorts where the guys are showing off their grapes and stuff, you know. Uh, you know, those people that are going straight up a hill on a bike and you're going, what the hell? Or even like that weird hobo who's got like a lot of saddlebags 
hanging off his bike and he's got a giant pith helmet on, you know, and he's, he's actually got decals stuck on his back, you know, saying the Martians are coming. I am, I am more uh, uh, kind to those people and I'm more tolerant of those people because of uh, kids I got who, uh, and grandkids who uh, will ride bicycles around and then adults who use it as exercise, including members of my family. But not if they're on the sidewalk. Now, that's the whole thing. I don't like when I'm walking on the sidewalk and you're on a bicycle and then I got to move because you ain't supposed to be there. Now move. I'm not going to make a big federal case out of it. I might talk about it for 20 minutes uh, during uh, some of the valuable precious seconds I have left in life at the age of 65. <laughs> but I, I don't think I should move. Jerry says... Um, uh, if you suspect someone, uh, this is my brother, Jerry, and he's referencing my, um, my use of the word harsh. If you suspect someone of being from St. Louis, ask them to say, I tortured my harsh 44 times. I tortured my harsh 44 times. You're right about that. I was talking on this call and, uh, that accent, the accent was there. We turn our O's into A's. That's what we do. So those are like the big things that were on my mind today. You know, do you have people bum-rushing your trash? Okay, and do you feel your personal space been violated? How come there's no movement for that? There should be a movement for that. You know? The trash too movement. I'd be for that. I'm not taking away from the me also movement. What's the me too? I'm not taking away from the me too U2, I like U2's albums. Uh, hey, you. I'm not taking away from any movements. I'm not taking away anything from the LMNOPs, any of that. I'm just saying maybe there should be a movement, you know, for people who feel violated because people just feel they have the right to dump their trash into your trash can in the middle of the night. It's wrong. And also, bicyclists shouldn't be on the sidewalk. We need to come to some sort of accommodation or roller skaters or anything like that. Shouldn't be there. All right. Okay. Hey, um, I got some announcements for you. Okay. Uh, we'll start out with some simple ones. Uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com. We have a local headliner, yet nationally known, Manny Hernandez. He's uh, local because he lives here, but he tours nationally. He's there for five shows. Thursday for one, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Uh, if you... Feel the need to get out. And you know what? I'm not encouraging people to go out. I'm not sitting there going, go out. But if you really feel the desire to, and you want to go someplace that's practicing safe social distancing and still be able to enjoy yourself, uh, JP's Comedy Club just might be the spot for you. Uh, we provide that. They provide that for you. So five shows. Um, and I've got some upcoming shows that I'm personally doing that I'm probably going to turn into hybrid Zoom shows coming up. Uh, December 31st, which is New Year's Eve, Jim Perry and I will be the headliners at JP's Comedy Club for our New Year's Eve. Excuse me. I just, uh, there you go. I had a, uh, a turkey and Velveeta cheese sandwich right before uh, uh, the show started. So my stomach's going, you shouldn't eat that. Uh, we'll be doing a show December 31st. I think we'll turn it to a hybrid Zoom show so that uh, friends of ours from around the country can tune in. We're going to have that. Then um, 
January 20th, I'm announcing, I will also be at JP's Comedy Club along with Bob Rocky. Bob Rocky has been uh, gracious enough to ask me to be on his inaugural kickoff of his uh, soon-to-be touring regular show, uh, Sober and Silly. Sober and Silly. Bob Rocky, one of the funniest guys I know, just a great guy. Uh, January 20th, JP's Comedy Club, Sober and Silly, featuring Kevin Brown, Tony Vizic, Bob Rocky, uh, Jim Perry, and others. Uh, so we're going to turn those into hybrid Zoom shows so people who aren't in the room could still enjoy it. We've done a couple of test runs down there with that sort of thing, and it seems to work out pretty nice. So we got that going for you. I thought I'd make those announcements for you. Uh, that's all coming up. It's all coming up in December and January uh, at JP's Comedy Club, along with uh, probably going to throw together a couple of Zoom shows for you guys. We were doing a lot of Zoom webinar style shows for quite some time. Uh, we've kind of pulled back from that a little bit. I think here in December, with uh, uh, more people being more careful as they should be, okay, there's still the need for entertainment. And we, especially at the, uh, the beginning of, the, of the, uh, the lockdowns of the pandemic, all through the summer, we were really doing regular Sunday night Zoom shows. I think we're going to do at least a couple of those in December for you guys with some very funny comics. So you might want to check those out. So those are our announcements. Um, they're talking about how the vaccine's going to roll out. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, and it's just the way my mind works. I can find something funny in a vaccine rollout. You know, for a lot of this pandemic, we've had um, COVID deniers. And I'm not talking about the guy who's got a business who's going, I gotta de- I'm defying this court order. Because even though I might disagree with the guy, even though he might come off like a jerk on television, uh, that's his business, that's his livelihood. And on the other side of closing that business is losing your house, not being able to feed your family. You know, it's, uh, it's that horrific feeling of, uh, that we all felt whenever we watched It's a Wonderful Life over high when Jimmy Stewart goes, this means bankruptcy and ruin, you know, and we hear that voice and it scares us. You know, on one side, you know, uh, we or others might get extremely sick or die from coronavirus. On the other side is bankruptcy and ruin. That's how a lot of people see it. Uh, hopefully, the government's going to make sure that there's one more stimulus package to help see people through this uh, final phase. But um, I had a lot of COVID deniers, especially younger people. And not all young people, but certain couple of arrogant punks going, you know what? You know what? If, if, you, if you're worried about getting sick, then, you know, you stay in. You wear a mask. You don't go to work. <clears throat> well, here's what's happening. The pandemic is growing. It's going to, it's really going to super note before the vaccine really is able to be effective. You know, December, January, into February are going to be hard months for this country, for the world, for people. It's going to be hard. We're going to get through it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But it's going to be difficult. But during that time, they're going to start rolling out the vaccine. The first people to get the vaccine, healthcare workers, people who work in nursing homes, and residents in nursing homes. Uh, Darren uh, uh, Feinsilver says, ironically, you saying this, a friend just texted me, they had tested positive for COVID. Yeah, more and more. I mean, I remember in the summer, Darren, people saying, do you know anybody who's even caught it? You know what? And you didn't know a lot of people caught it in a, in a country of 360 million people, 100,000 people with coronavirus or even a million people with coronavirus, the odds are 
bet 50-50. I don't really know if those are the odds, but they work for this show. Uh, that you may not know anyone, but we now know a lot of people. And we know, uh, and uh, our hearts go out, some people who have passed on. We know some people have gotten very ill. We know people that had to have their children go stay with friends. We know people who have had to quarantine part of the family in one house, part of the family in another house. Difficult, difficult, difficult decisions. But through that, there were certain COVID deniers going, you know what, I'm healthy. I ain't worried about it. But now it's super over now. We've gone from a few hundred people a day dying to over 2,000 people a day dying, hospitals at capacity. But the way the vaccine's going to roll out, healthcare workers, yes. People who work in nursing homes, yes. People who residents in nursing homes, yes. After that, first responders, people over 65 with comorbidities. Then after that, people with 65 and younger. Then after that, children. So I am going to get the vaccine before a lot of these anti-hoaxers, these hoaxers, these, anti these anti-vaccine, these, these COVID hoaxers. So my message to all of you who are telling me, you stay inside. So in December, January, February, and March, you stay inside. You wear a mask. You don't go to work. And I don't really want that for anyone, but how does that feel? How does that feel? That doesn't feel good, does it? You know, and that's how so many people felt through this as they were going, I'm going to do what I have to do to help curb. You know, it's like one of those things like national emergency, like during World War II. Well, some people were able to join. Some people fought. It's only 5% of people who were in the military in World War II saw action. But other people joined. People got drafted. They went in. People at home did what they could to support the war effort. And in my reading of that time, I don't see a lot of anti-helping sentiment. But boy, we saw a lot of it over this period. You know, we saw a lot of it over this period. And I understand the fear. I understand the anger. I understand the frustration. But we all got to be a little more empathetic. So I don't really mean, ye stay home, ye wear a mask, if you're scared. Because I, God willing, a day at a time, don't get it between now and the time I get a vaccine. We get a vaccine before um, all adults and teenagers. You know what? And during that time, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that people are safe and secure and able to live their lives the best that I possibly can. Uh, Darren Feinsilver says, same here. I hate seeing people denying it. Like, yeah, it sucks, but it's no joke. It's not. It's not a joke. We can find jokes in it. I think what I was looking, I was flipping through. We've been doing this show since the middle of March now. Since the middle of March. And I couldn't sleep last night, usually because I sleep during the day. Um, uh, but uh, one of the first jokes I wrote about is how this has changed the way we respond to people. That uh, before March, if someone sneezed, you went, Gesundheit or God bless you. But now if someone sneezed, you go, son of a bitch, get out of here, you bastard. That's a new thing. People sneeze now instead of going, God bless you. Achoo. God bless you. Achoo. You bastard. So even if it's a woman, you say you bastard. I don't know why. Um, let's see what else I got here. Jerry, Jerry Visick tells me California shut down again, effective today. Yeah, we were watching, Jerry. We were watching some of uh, Gavin Newsom on the, uh, uh, they were showing his press conference. And he was saying they're shut down, but they are encouraging people to exercise, to go for walks, to go for hikes to uh, uh, 
uh, go for walks on the beach. They just don't want anybody gathering together. You know, and the state is getting hit pretty darn hard. Uh, the city of Tucson here in Arizona has imposed the 10 p.m. curfew starting tonight. Although in Phoenix, they are opening up for more outdoor dining. So one of the issues with this has been the politicizing of a virus, politicizing of how to deal with a virus, and it's probably led to a lot more deaths and a uh, lot longer lockdowns and much more financial hardship than if we'd all uh, gotten on board at the same time. Boy, I did. When they, we shut down, we shut down. I denied it for like a day or two. I'll be honest with you. I was in a panic. I was in a shock. I was looking at possible financial ruin. But one night after conducting an in-person class about two days, a day, two days after everything shut down, I go, what am I doing? What am I doing? So, so many of us participated, but so many didn't. And that's why we're one of the reasons where we are today. Uh, Tina and Mike say anti-maskers should be anti-hospital rumors too. Yeah, you know what? But, you know, I agree. I agree emotionally. I agree, you know, in conversation. But, you know, the doctors, they don't work that way. Hospitals don't work that way. And we should thank God that they don't. Thank God that they don't. Okay. We made an announcement. We talked about that show. We, uh, what time have I got? How much time do I have? Oh, I got to. Let's get to the music, okay? So I got something weird for you today, okay? Something weird. And it's kind of fun, you know. And it, here it is. Check this album out. It's called... For men only. For men only. <laughs> and it's uh, featuring Faye Richmond. I don't know if that's Faye on the cover. Uh, we got her on the back here. I'll show you some of the back of it. All right, there's Faye. Okay. Uh, I'll read you what it says in the back. For men only is the title of this new delightful album. But I am quite confident that many a one of the opposite sex will listen intently to the songs recorded and sung by the inimitable Faye Richmond in her own person-to-person style. Faye is a previously record, has a, is a, Fred, Faye in a previously recorded album called A Little Spice sang 12 songs that were well rendered. They sold to the extent that many, many requests were made from all parts of the country for an encore, therefore, for men only was produced here with a native Philadelphia, a person of charm, beauty, and outstanding artist. Faye is well-known from coast to coast, having sung in many of the leading supper clubs and theaters. So what this album was, was, was something that was euphemistically called back in the day, a party record. And uh, a guy named Joe Davis, the guy who wrote the liner notes, uh, Joe Davis Record Manufacturer, 441 West 49th Street. One of the things I like doing when I go to New York is to find some building where something like this took place and just kind of go, wow, that took place right in there. Many of the building buildings still standing. Um, and here were the songs on this record. And I think you'll pick up the vibe of it. You pick up the vibe of it from the titles. Uh, you ought to see her box. Mama's well has done gone dry. We're going to find a cherry for my banana split. If you can't control your man, slow up, Papa. It was hard when I kissed her goodbye. Side two. Meet Man Pete. That's meet Man Pete. I ain't your hen, Mr. Fly Rooster. My daddy don't do nothing bad. I'm a stationary woman looking for a permanent man. What's your price? Got to have a man of my own. 
Now, all these songs were copywritten by this fellow Joe Davis, but a lot of them were written by other people. Some of these songs were done by Fats Waller in the 20s, and some of them weren't. And what they were was they're all songs with really, really, really strong sexual innuendo. So, <coughs> excuse me, the closest for my generation would be Aerosmith's uh, Big Ten Inch, which was a party record from a long time ago. When she starts to dig on my Big Ten Inch record that the you know that, that song so they're really strong on sexual innuendo they had a cover like this that looks very similar to uh something Marilyn Monroe did in Playboy a few years before this re record was made in the late 50s uh during a time of uh I'm you know sexual repression but there was still sex there was still uh uh you know and there were still a lot of wild people just the way that you accessed it and talked about it was different than today. But during a somewhat prudish time in the 1950s, done right around the time is that 50s starting to bust loose and become the 60s. These types of records were records I found a lot at my grandpa John's house. My grandpa John was my dad's dad, and he was a player in his day. He was married five times. He'd been a professional boxer. He was a ladies' man. He was a great dancer, won dance contests. Uh, in the days when people hung out in corner bars in St. Louis and put quarters in a jukebox, he would dance with everybody's wife in the bar, sometimes with his hand not exactly in the right spot. Five, six, mean as a son of a bitch, with a vicious right. Old men that knew him back in the day saw that, said that he was one of the toughest boxers they ever saw. He was the guy who had all the party records at his house. So these party records, those party records would be comedy albums like Red Fox albums. Albums like this. And then joke records like the golf game and the pool game, which were 45s or a couple old country uh, comedy team. I'll look them up and find them for you. Talk about things like golf going, all right, now what you do is, how do you play this game, right? Well, what you do is, the whole idea is put your ball in the hole. <laughs> Jokes like that. Massive innuendo, okay, just barely concealed called party records, usually played after they put the kids to bed, okay, or sent the kids a babysitter. Word to the wise, if you're going to do something that you think is adult after you put the kids to bed, keep in mind the kids are going to hear it because I heard it. Now, I don't know if I heard Faye Richmond, but I heard the golf game. I heard Red Fox. I heard the pool game. I heard other uh, records like that. I saw the joke books laying around that had all the uh, – there was one I remember from a kid. It was in my grandpa's house, and it was a cartoon of a naked girl sitting on top of a bull, holding on its horns, going, gee, you're horny. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but it stuck with me. This was the sexual innuendo comedy, kind of like we saw in movies like Some Like It Hot, uh, uh, shows like that, uh, uh, The Girl Can't Help It. You know, these were uh, 50s... Uh, uh, movies, uh, Billy Wilder's, you know, Some Like It Hot, just being an incredibly funny movie, but just ripe with constant sexual innuendo, you know, and uh, uh, almost, almost uh, uh, requited love scenes going on. So I just thought I'd share that with you today. You could check it out. I don't know which song. You know, we'll just go with the first song of this. We can find it. It's kind of hard to find anything about Faye Richmond. Can't find anything about her personally anywhere on the internet. If you can, please send it to me. Uh, we're going to put up You Ought to See Her Box by Faye Richmond for men only. And listen to it, and you'll get a kick out of it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, 
We are finished for the day with this. We got a lot more to do with our day. I hope you got a lot more to do with your day too. My name is Tony Visick. I've enjoyed spending time with you. You've been listening to and watching Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.